0: everybody so today's episode is a recap with Katie and Hannah of the fall movies particularly in September and October uh, for some reason my sound isn't perfect uh, I wish it was better I tried everything I do could do to make it better I'm sorry but hopefully you still enjoy the episode but I just wanted to let you know that I really tried to fix it but it just recorded odd uh it's a little pingy so i'm sorry about that uh but i hope y'all still enjoy what we had to say hi everybody welcome to the homeworkies podcast and we are here to talk about the fall the remaining fall into you the fall love movies i don't know what they were called <laughs> <laughs> the fall movies and <laughs> oh
1: god Yes, we're,
0: at, we're talking about the movies on Homework Channel and Homework Movies and Mysteries in September and October. It's gonna be fun. And I'm gonna Wagner, and Hannah and Katie are here. Hello,
2: <laughs> how are you both yeah. doing? Good. good, well, no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, if people aren't aware, uh, Hannah and Katie are podcasters. They have their own podcast, "When Kiss Means Forever," and uh, you all are live Twitter queens. Amazing!
1: (laughs) Very impressive. (sighs) Thank you. Christmas hasn't even started yet. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I just got back from New York myself, and I'm just
0: like, okay, this weekend starting Christmas movies. (sighs) Oh. but i have to say that i think that whatever they called it the fall season for hallmark has been very strong i i i think the august movies were great Uh, i think the september movies were pretty good (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and i mean considering the first half of the year was not my favorite there were a couple good ones, but I, yeah. I struggled a little bit. Uh, I think they did a pretty darn good job in fall, and it makes me excited for what they're going to have to offer for Christmas.
1: Well, I will say, we have talked about it before, at least Katie and I have, that fall is their strongest season in terms of m- movies that are not Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, just in general, like, they just, they do do fall better than anything else.
2: Well, fall is the most romantic season, if you don't (laughs) count Christmas. Valentine's. (laughs) Yeah, well, actually, I feel like fall is more romantic than Valentine's, because, like, Valentine's, sure, it's still cold and whatever, but fall, you got, like, pumpkins and cider and... (laughs) pretty colors it's true when it's when you need to be cozy and i guess that's
0: true in in february as well but there is something about fall that's very cozy yeah
1: yeah Yeah. well it's a good time to find that significant other because they can keep you physically warm
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean but i kind of feel like they've just abandoned all the other holidays which i don't like uh in but at least this year we got some actual fall movies which was nice I agree yeah. yeah yeah i mean we got a whole town of pumpkins so <laughs> we, we can't complain too much uh, <laughs> we did already talk about the two mystery movies for october the uh, nick and nicky and nora and the uh, francesca pi in a previous mm-hmm. episode of the podcast uh with my friend me too from the pilot podcast so i'll put a link down in the description if people want to check that out they weren't my favorite but we had a ton of fun talking about (laughs) them. yes uh so yeah overall i thought it was as it was a strong uh season for them uh and we had two that we talked about in separate mahogany episodes so we're just going to briefly talk about those so let's just dive in because we've got a ton to talk about and uh, so the first one that we had was marry me in yosemite and this stars this was on the third of september It stars cindy busby tyler harlow and uh writer director bruce d johnson and it's Zoe is a successful photojournalist on request of her of her publisher, she takes her next subject to be Yosemite. There she meets Jack, an intriguing tour guide who opens her eyes to new possibilities as they take a journey together. So overall, what did you think of this movie? What do you think, Hannah?
1: This was not my favorite. This, this movie genuinely made me a little uncomfortable, mm. mostly because it feel it, you know, it's got this whole plot line about like Native peoples in the area, blah blah blah, and it was a little white saviory to me, and I was not into that. Is that I don't ever buy Cindy Busby as an outdoor person. I know she's always she's she's in so many of these, but, like she seems. She she I, I have no idea what she's like in real life, but she plays indoor person to me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did you think, Katie?
2: Um, I I s I agree with Hannah with this one. I remember watching this um with my, my mother in law and um, there were and there were a couple things, and I can't remember what they were now. But even she was like screaming at the at the screen, like going like Why did you do that? Or what what's going on here? And I just feel like we've seen this character from Sydney Busby before. Like she's a photographer. Like again, she's on a nature like hike again, trying to find like the one good picture. And then I didn't even really understand the picture at the end. But ultimately, I just felt like it was a movie where nothing happened, mm-hmm. and I didn't really understand their love story. So that's what. That's where I'm at with this one. Well,
0: why do you think that Hallmark is so in love with photographers?
1: They're so many. They're so in love. I mean, they're in love with all jobs that if you actually put them out into the real world, I'd be, like, really concerned about these people making money. But that's not. <laughs> so, I mean, like, if yeah. we want to go into it, what do we have in this fall? We have, like, writers, photographers, artists. You know? <laughs> I yeah. mean, there
0: have been so many photographers over the years and I think it's it's maybe just like the easiest uh I don't know like if you want your character to be creative it's like the easiest career to. uh but really in reality most people that are professional photographers are maybe doing a few gigs for a magazine if they get lucky or a site but most of their work is done at like weddings
2: yeah, school photos. I think like it's that. an I think it's an easy profession to get someone into like a fish out of water situation. Like who needs to go on location for any reason? Ah, journalists, Correct. you know, yeah. photojournalists or otherwise. That's how mm-hmm. we get them to the new place where they find right. the new love. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. one thing that did disappoint me—I mean, not really disappoint—but I think could have made this movie better is if it had actually been filmed in Yosemite. I mean, it was <laughs> so obvious that most. Of the the outer shots were not in Yosemite, mm-hmm. uh, the way that they were kind of cropped, and the way that they were, you know, and, and a lot of it was inside and in cabins and things like that. Uh, they maybe went for a weekend to Yosemite for a few shots, but mm-hmm. I understand the budget, but you know, it just makes it not as good. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, it's an interesting thing what you say about them talking about the native americans it's it's a tough situation because i think they were generally genuinely trying to be like inclusive and to to you know she's writing this book on history and i think they were like trying to include the native american
1: story and not just have it be about john mirror and you know that I kind of thing true. i think and i think what bothers me is that the two leads are like the whitest of white people who are going to then tell this Native American story. Yeah. As opposed to like, it, alter this movie slightly and have Cindy Busby's character be a man and fall in love with the Park Ranger lady. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, then I don't have this problem as much, you know? Yeah. How, like, it just. So coming
0: just flipped. The character that would make it better for you,
1: not not supposed specifically gender flip, but like I if I i needed one of the storytellers to actually be native when it yeah. got out to the public, like yes, right. they're using them as primary sources, but the people who are profiting off the story are going to end up being the white people, and that was upsetting, yeah,
0: I can see that. Uh, yeah, I think if they had had like the um. The one with Rhiannon Fish, mm-hmm. you know, where she meets. Like,
2: with the whales she, and stuff? He, no,
0: no. The one oh. before that. in Alaska. The last one with the,
1: yeah. I was, gonna, was it an eagle <laughs> or something like that?
0: Because that lead was a person of color. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. in In that vain but like they had a female park ranger who was native in this movie already Yeah, so if she so, was writing the book that might be better right like if if she was the Jack character and the Cindy Busby mm-hmm. character, Zoe character was actually a man mm-hmm. and then you had that love story that essentially tells the same plot but it's just you know that, that I yeah. think that would have worked a little bit better for me I think also if they had just maybe not made
0: the book so broad, then -hmm. you wouldn't feel the need to tell everyone's story. Like if they were just doing a book on Ansel Adams and his photography, her coming up and doing some of her own photography or curating it or something like that, then you wouldn't feel the need to tell everyone's story because it it was kind of a downer, like in the middle, you could (laughs) say it was important, but it was also kind of heavy for a light, fluffy movie. I thought
1: For a light, fluffy movie... That they're then turning into a coffee table book. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what everybody wants in their coffee table book. Like, don't you always flip through those? You know, like, oh, look, this side. Yes. That's <laughs> what I wanted to flip through. The, the other
0: thing that I thought was frustrating is she gets her foot caught in this rock at one point. And I just didn't understand why she didn't just take off her shoe.
2: Right. It was
1: yelling at the screen.
0: There were <laughs> so, so many
2: moments. There were so many moments in this movie where I was like, "You don't know better. You need water. You need shorts. You need you need pants. It's gonna be cold, Sydney Busby. Like, stop pretending like you're a master hiker. You are not. Take their advice. <laughs> just do it." And that's literally
0: take off your shoe, and then it's more flexible when your foot's not in it, and you have a better angle at it too. Then, then you could you could get it out but there's there's no reason why she couldn't just take off her shoe
2: no other
0: than like starve there
2: (laughs) right and there's just like like we've we've, (laughs) yes Oh my gosh, we've we've gotten this from Sydney Buzzy a few times, where I just kind of feel like she just makes dumb choices as a character. Like her character's just like, I know best. De-de-de-de-de. Oops, I could have done it myriad ways, but I won't because it's Hallmark and I'm gonna fall in love, you know. And like, it, it, it just, I I want more more than that for her. Like I want her to yeah. be like in a struggle that I, I don't know. Yeah. That uh, she learns from, rather than she always gets the right answer. That's yeah. what I want.
0: And I, she's so she's been so supportive of the podcast. We yeah. love Cindy. She's great. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I I do think they could make her characters a little bit stronger. I agree. You she know? deserves yeah. that. Yes, I agree. Choose <laughs> the other ones, Cindy. But I think this Tyler Harlow is a is a good find. I mean, he's only this is only his
1: second role ever no and i thought he did a pretty good job for that oh i didn't realize it was ever yeah, uh, yeah. at least oh, on
0: his he, he has um one other lifetime movie coming
1: well good for him and yeah, yeah i i mean yeah. i i hope they give him more to do because mm-hmm. all he did was Save Sandy Busme over and over and over again. <laughs> but but it um, looks so
0: dreamy doing it.
1: <laughs> he did a good job with it.
2: Okay.
0: Um, so I'm gonna give this one out of five crowns. Uh I'm gonna give it a two and a half.
1: What about you, Hannah? I think I'm gonna give it a two. Um yeah. It just just not yeah. my favorite. I no. agree with the two
0: okay uh then next we have the this was on the 8th we have the secrets of bella vista this is on movies mysteries rachel lefebvre and niall Mater, director heather hawthorne doyle and it's when tess inherits an apple orchard along with a half sister she never met she unravels the mystery of the family who abandoned her ultimately finding a new understanding of herself so, Katie, what did you overall think of this one?
2: So, gonna be honest, I this was one that I missed and never went back to see, which I'm sad about because I love me some Niall Mater as of right now. So, what I would like to do is I want to hear what you guys think and then offer my completely uh, <laughs> unknown and like <laughs> opinions. Whether I mean whether that means like, oh, that sounds cute, or. Really? That actually happened in this movie? I'll interject as needed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this one, for me, I actually, I thought it was pretty good. I
0: think that it was a bit overstuffed. They had a lot of characters and a lot going on, and it kind of felt like the pilot for a show. And I, I, I would hear that
1: show. Yeah. I, I, I found it intriguing. Like, I was I was invested. I was like, I do want to know why this character like doesn't know her this other family and like how they know about her but she doesn't know about them and all of that was really like interesting to me and also like the whole antique aspect of their lives which you know that's just fun to watch i i show me old stuff and what it's worth i'm Mm -hmm. i'm into that really i i didn't even think about it but saying like pilot to a show I'm like oh yeah yeah let's watch that show mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah because they're just it was hard to get invested in all of the characters because there was like her relationship with her mom there was her uh, re- relationship with this new sister the sister uh was uh um trying to make everything work but there was there was like this debt and uh, so then are they going to sell the farm uh but then there's also uh she yeah she like she's like an antiquer. um yeah. and then you have uh you have now Mater's character who's and an um uh an accountant right
1: yeah or i mean he's the executor of the estate yeah but they were very um,
0: clear to say he's not a lawyer
1: <laughs> he's yeah, so, <laughs> not a lawyer but like like he he's around not because he's an accountant but because he's the executor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, and so yeah. Overall, I I thought it was
0: okay. I just uh, I would have liked it to be a miniseries or something like that. I can see that.
1: Yeah. I I think I think there was a lot of story here that they felt they couldn't cut out, and it. It made it hard to get everything in.
2: Well, now that they don't have Chesapeake Shores anymore, we got an opening. You know, let's have the The Bella Vista Vista soap. Yeah, (laughs) and they're trying to find, there's like this
0: hidden treasure from the grandma that they're trying to find. Did they find Uh, it? And and, uh, and kind of, of,
2: yeah. (laughs) 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 The treasure Uh, was inside you the whole time.
0: uh, I guess this is based on a novel and you could tell.
1: Yeah, that it
0: was. I
2: mean,
1: that's the thing is, I think their most successful novel to movie adaptations are ones where they are like this side plot, we're not touching. Like, it's not going to be in the movie because you just can't do in a movie that's what, hundred minutes or so, ninety mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Uh, what you can do in a three hundred page book, it's just not possible mm-hmm yeah so what
0: would you give this one out of five crowns
1: uh i'm gonna say 3.75 like yeah. not more, but maybe a little higher than three and a half
0: yeah i'll say 3.5 but i'm basically the same i it it was it was solid uh but i i could i it just felt a little a little overstuffed and i could have used yeah. more so yeah, i leave you that's... wanting more i guess <laughs> is <a> good
2: thing. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know did we convince you katie yeah i I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm convinced to watch it like good. i mean give me niall mater and i actually really like um miss lefevre in these movies i think that she's a good um mm-hmm. transition to hallmark hallmarkdom so um i will watch it yeah. at some point
3: Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by W Rated, the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated movies. Join me, Daisy. And me, Claire, as we break down the IMDb bottom 100, choosing a different film from the list every episode. We take a deep dive into the plot, production, release, and reviews, usually with a special guest to uncover if these films are truly as bad as everyone says they are. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, and anywhere else you find your podcasts.
0: So then on the 10th, we have a uh, merry-go-round and this, this was on homework channel, Amanda Schul Brennan, Elliott, mm. and, and this movie, oh, let me find the summary. Okay. It's Abby is a successful executive movie to Paris and planning to marry Edward. Life is perfect until she learns her divorce to high school sweetheart. Luke is not exactly official. So we have basically, we have Sweet Home Alabama uh, for Hallmark.
3: <laughs> yep, uh,
0: but I did not like this movie at all. Mm-mm. I I didn't like the plot. I because the the thing about Sweet Home Alabama is that both both options are very likable, and you're kind of she could pick either one, and I think that's what makes that movie work as well as it does. In this case, I just did not like Brendan Elliott's character. I didn't. I thought he was smug and annoying, and that he's putting her through this uh, when they were literally only married for a month. Yep. And then the reason why they separated without having a good talk about it. And I don't, just I hate that whole trope of, of uh, I'm I'm I I'm making the decision for you. Uh, because I don't want you to sacrifice your dreams for me. No, 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 right. no, 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 Uh, so I just, it wasn't for me. I didn't like this movie. Um, what do you think, Hannah?
1: Um, I don't think I disliked it quite as much as you did. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. Um, I like, I re- cause I, I think it is, I really like Amanda Shaw in these movies. Like she, I, I believe her. But I don't, I, I guess I get really caught up in the idea that, like, he could say no to a divorce when they haven't lived together in 20 years or something. Like, I don't think he gets a say anymore. Um, Like, the whole, it felt so contrived in that way, where it's like, no, a judge would just be like, oops, okay, sign. Like, yep. it would just be gone. The whole plot would be I don't know. I just, I also, they spend so much time talking about this carnival and they're there for like two seconds. And that's the name of the movie. It's about a merry-go-round. That they're not really ever on. Yeah. Barely. Just, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and also talk about, uh, you know, job that should not make him any money. He is a, he's a, art painter and also a house painter but he seems to buy the colors and then have his clients tell him they don't want those colors (laughs)
3: which
2: baffled me (laughs) i did not understand his profession at all which is fine it
0: was weird uh (laughs) yeah what was i i was watching these uh admittedly while doing some other things so
2: I don't even remember <laughs> I did a big binge I watched nah, it's it's fine you don't have to think too hard about it um Rachel I actually kind of agree with you with this one I did not like this movie which is sad because I like I love Brennan Elliott and I love Amanda Scholl in these movies like I do and I was really disappointed because the just the whole plot premise that they put them through angered me so greatly that I could not go on the, their romance ride. They could have yeah. had great chemistry. They could have had a sweet romance. But just purely because of the fact, she's like, hey, friend, haven't seen you for years. I'm going to marry the love of my life and go live out my dreams. Um, can I get this divorce? And he's like, No for no reason for it made no reason no
0: sense. and i don't it, think the courts hurt. would really like right this would never ha- i don't think this would happen she i mean i and i think after a. I mean i don't know how quick you can file for an annulment but uh i
2: feel like a month that's pretty small short especially being that young Absolutely. Like, I feel like they would have annulled it like anyway, or you you know what I mean? And Uh then it's supposed to be this like cute thing that the guy, the court person never, never submitted the papers way back in the day because mom said that you weren't good enough for my daughter whatever. And it's this whole big angsty thing and blah, 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 blah. But it, it just made, it just made me so mad that he wouldn't give her a reason why he would, he was saying no. And the fact that he said no in the first place, because and say it with me if you truly love something you let it go <laughs> you know and then yes, they said yes and, had, and then they like you know like sparked maybe her fiance couldn't get there for a while like I buy that I don't buy it the other way if if they if you wouldn't have had
0: a conversation say saying with each other saying look this is what your mother's saying like I just don't buy it that that if you were really in love that you would after a month of being married that you would just
1: let it go like that
2: yeah. without yeah. even talking. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. I, I don't believe that either. I also I genuinely hated her mother in this movie. Like, <laughs> she was like, terrible. Her, like, she was just so terrible and like it just I, I mean it was it was really like hard to watch cuz like you know i'm sure everybody sees a little bit of their own parents in, in that relationship <laughs> to a point and you're like no this is really stressful and i hate this <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and i have to say there's certain people that on paper seem like they should be great fits for Hallmark but then they just aren't don't do it for me in their movies and I have to say Amanda Schul is one of them and i i think Maggie Lawson is another uh they seem like a perfect fit but for some reason i just haven't loved uh either of their movies uh but um but yeah i mean i love david weaver he's a friend of the podcast uh so i don't know i just think the the premise just didn't work for me i think you needed to make him more likable um and it just needed another go ahead at the script I think yeah. if they're yeah. trying to do like I said if you look at Sweet Home Alabama both Josh Lucas and Patrick Dempsey in that movie are really good options and mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like which one does she choose
2: when uh, most of Twitter is asking why you're not staying with Edward I think you yeah, have a just, problem like, yeah, like just just, that's what happened you know <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I would give this one like crowns it was not my fave
2: just because i'm feeling nice i'm gonna say two
1: okay i i was also feeling in the two uh about this one um then
0: we also had love's portrait and i didn't write down the air date on this i forgot uh but it's uh, it follows Lily, a museum curator who discovers a painting that looks just like her. She goes to find where the painting came from and who painted it. And this is Aubrey Reynolds and uh, uh, Richard McWilliams, Catherine McKiernan, anyway. And uh, directed by John Lid and also written by John Lid. And I think that, uh, that Aubrey Reynolds looks so much like uh vanessa i don't know her last name from uh um she was in a christmas uh in july movie um oh, oh
1: i know exactly who you're talking about Vanessa um, langues i yeah. think that aubrey reynolds looks so much like vanessa langues i totally see that i see that completely so if they
0: are ever looking to do a, a sisters movie <laughs> they should cast them too because I, yeah. I thought it was her for a long time, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's not. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we got another. We've had a ton of Italy movies, and now we've gotten a couple Ireland movies this year. Uh, it seems like those are the only places that you can fall in love outside of <laughs>
1: the United States. It's Obviously.
2: Italy and Ireland.
1: <laughs> oh, in, occasionally, they'll, they'll give us France. <laughs> sure. I just need to get one of those. Or Belgium.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Italy and Ireland is my uh, heritage so I feel like very connected to these stories <laughs> but
0: Hannah did you guys see this one? Uh, yeah I, What'd you I think, think I've seen them all Um,
1: I think I really really wanted to love this because I like the idea of you uh, somebody has painted a picture of you and they've never met you and it's creepy and weird and you have to go figure out why uh basically <laughs> like that's there's something intriguing about that premise i didn't love it though like in the way that i wanted to and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she is an asshole American uh. through the whole thing yeah. and I hate that, and I feel like yes, there of course there are asshole Americans, but there are also asshole everywhere else's people. (laughs) Yeah, and but not in Hallmark movies. I don't think there should be. Hallmark movies
0: are supposed to be sweet and nice, and everybody you know,
1: right? Like, well, that's what I mean. Is like unless you're a bad man of business, not our leads. (laughs) Right, but I I think I think somebody could go to Ireland and you know do like tourism without destroying things oh my gosh being like i I read about
3: it
0: (laughs) well my problem came with the conflict my probably my least favorite conflict in film whether on hallmark or not is the you lied to me and i could never forgive you even though i've gotten to know you as a person this whole time
1: Like, I hate that old plot. It's so yes. dumb. Like well, also, he, like her whole, the whole reason he lied to her is because, like, what was he supposed to say? Like, I've been dreaming of you since I was a small child? So I that's what
0: I wrote. Because
1: that's I, not creepy at all. Yeah. yeah, I wrote, she's mad
0: at him for not telling her he had a dream and painted her? Come on. Uh, yeah, especially in this situation where the lie is totally understandable. And he, he's definitely still been himself. He hasn't been lying uh, about all of this stuff. He just didn't want to tell her this one thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, so that annoyed me. I was
1: like, <laughs>
2: Ugh.
0: Um, But I kind of liked certain aspects. The sister was really fun. Yeah, she was. I, I liked that it was kind of this magical realism a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the idea of the story is fun. And, uh, the the whole kiss I thought was really good well they had the near kiss and then the, the mm-hmm. kiss in the ring yeah. <laughs> that was fun I mean when the near kiss happened and it's her stupid phone, then <laughs> I uh, I, I their phone
1: that annoyed me phone was his own separate character yeah the
0: episode. cell phones are the thief of love <laughs> <laughs> so this was very true here Uh, And I thought they had okay chemistry, considering I had never seen either of these actors. And uh, so I was with it until the end, kind of, I was less with it. But
2: uh, I don't know, what do you think, Katie? Did you guys see this one? I, I did. Um, I did not hate it. I thought it was actually quite cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was quite cute, which always seems to help matters. Yeah. And I thought she was quite cute. I thought like in terms of like Hallmark lead, she was pretty. She was different. Uh, she was also very active on Twitter, which lended to the enjoyment of it quite uh, a lot. Hannah and I always call out Um, part of our shtick is we call out the tropes of Hallmark movies. And one of one famous one is, obviously, um, empty coffee cups. Um, we always really, like, uh-huh. like, you know, that's just a thing. It's in the lots of movies. And she was so funny. She actually responded and said, I will fight you on that one. There was water. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but I agree. I, I like the magical realism ones. I, I feel like she didn't have to be an asshole. I feel like he did not have to withhold that truth. It might've been even funnier if he was like, uh, I dream about yeah. you. And she's like, what? <laughs> I agree. and again they get locked in a room somewhere and they have to dish it out i don't know um but ultimately i thought it was not the worst love story set in ireland that i've ever seen on hallmark so it is um, hard
0: because the presence of love was so good this year which was mm-hmm. also in ireland that I was that's one of my favorite of the whole year so it is uh, kind of got steep competition for that one <laughs> in my opinion <laughs>
1: um but still i agree i would probably also give this one 3.5 i think so that's where i would land on this as well
2: Mm 3.5
0: is
1: all around yeah all right
0: uh so then we had to her with love this was our uh our mahogany uh movie and this stars sky uh, marshall and tobias Truvillian. And it's two teachers fall for each other while saving their school's art department. And like I said, we have a whole long episode, of the Mahogany cast, uh, breaking this one
2: down. Um, but, uh, Katie, what did you think of this one? So, um, I've, I really enjoyed this one because this is the field that I work in is oh, I am yeah. an, I'm in the, an school art department. Um, like that's just what mm-hmm. I do. And so like, a lot of like the teaching principles and things that I like do for my teachers and teach for my kids were just so present. And it was kind of like being at work. And I joked about it with my, with my coworkers the next day. I'm like, I felt like I was at work as a hallmark. <laughs> um, but I thought, I thought it was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um I I did. I, I enjoyed this one a lot. I thought he was cute. I thought she was, she, she was, well, she was great. Um, um Yeah. I was, I can't really remember if I had a problem with it or not, other than the fact that like, I just want more from those kids. Like their art was cute and mm-hmm. you really shouldn't have more than one art form in a classroom at once, like <laughs> <laughs> separated out guys. Oh yeah.
3: But, um, uh,
2: but it was fun. Yeah. And I loved their little movie date.
0: That was really cute. Super cute. That was very cute. hmm mm-hmm. Uh, So yeah, I was, I was a fan. I, I love Scar Marshall. Uh, She was one of my favorite interviews of the year. She's so funny. And uh, so next time they hire, I'd encourage them to even, to lean into her humor even more because she was just hilarious. Um, And, uh, but I, I I thought it was cute. And so, yeah, I would give this one like a 4.25
1: uh, uh, what do you think?
2: What do you think, okay. Hannah?
1: Um, I my only like real quote unquote problem with this movie is it felt light on the love story, yeah, which that's true. like I don't know that I even dislike that as, but it just didn't feel as hallmark to me in that regard. Because um, you know, I did find you know like I do want to see them. Succeed with the art department and Uh get all their numbers and like statistics that art is important. Um, So I I wish it like I wish I saw them fall in love a little bit more because I feel like the only time you did is that movie scene. Um, But. I did like this movie. I thought they did a good job with it. So I would give it four crowns.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah i really hope that they don't buy into this idea that for a movie to be important it needs to be a drama yeah. i feel like they kind of are and that's why all of the mahogany movies have been on movies and mysteries i guess that's going to be a thing but like there's no reason why we can't have a fun bubbly mahogany-esque movie uh it that's a you know comedy they've done it um uh, gosh, no, I'm I can't think of the Kelly Rowland movies over at Lifetime.
1: Right. The
2: Mary Little yeah, ones. Yes, yes.
0: Uh we could have something like that, uh, you know, here uh on Homer yeah. Channel uh i that's just that's something of course you see all the time with like the oscars and stuff like that is that a, like a, a that's like comedies usually don't get nominated because they're seen as like less difficult less important less whatever but, but they're harder to do man it's not true it's not true yeah. at all absolutely um, so anyway um uh, so what uh katie what would you give it
2: oh yeah sure i'll give it a 4.25 all right
3: we'll and do.
0: hannah A four. Okay, good. All right. Next we had Wedding of a Lifetime. And this is on the 17th. And it's on Homework Channel. Brooke D'Orsay, Jonathan Bennett, our directors, Elizabeth Aveline, and Ann Wheeler. And it's a recently separated couple rekindles their romance when they are inadvertently entered into a nationally televised contest competing for an all-expense paid-for wedding. So... Hannah, what did you think overall of this one?
1: Have still not completely decided. (laughs) I realize we're like a month out at this point. Because part of me is like, that's fun and silly and great. And part of me is like, I find it upsetting that they, like, just these people were like ready to break up and then felt like they had to lie to everybody and then somehow the most stressful situation I can think of puts them back in love (laughs) question (laughs) mark um so I I just don't know (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> fair
0: point. I I enjoyed it. I thought that this is like a perfect combination of Brooke D'Orsay and Jonathan Bennett. I, I wouldn't have necessarily for some reason thought of them, but once I saw them, I'm like, this is ideal. They have the same bubbly energy. They're so well-suited, so well-matched to each other. In, in my opinion, I thought they had great chemistry. I thought it was refreshing that it was like a different kind of couple than we typically see the fact that they, uh, had been engaged for so long they were clearly living together that's you never I seen.
1: that was that was <sighs> the shocker I was like it oh was my cool. gosh they live together yeah <laughs> and, um
0: I mean and I, I guess I I let it slide because it had been so so soon that they had like they had broken up like literally the night before. So nobody else in their family would have known. And then they tried to do this super nice thing for them. And so I can understand why they are hesitant to, to, you know, burst everyone's bubble when it mm-hmm. just happened the night before. Uh so it worked for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the, all the like antics with the games and everything like that, uh, got a little old after a while. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I just thought their chemistry was so good that I and it was fresh and something different. A little more madcap uh, than Mm -hmm. we sometimes see. So overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, What do you think, Katie?
2: I really liked this movie. (laughs) Um, But for a lot of reasons. Um, I really, again, yeah, I agree. I think that their chemistry was really fun. I do kind of agree that it was weird that they had to deceive everybody by saying they hadn't broke up broken up but i really appreciated their real couple talk like having you know feeling that that there's something wrong and breaking it off just because they love each other but then finding themselves again i thought that was kind of sweet even if it was kind of a weird way to get there but one of the things that i i really appreciated about this movie um on the edge of hallmark is um is that we have not discounted Jonathan Bennett as a straight lead. And uh-huh. I was worried about that after Christmas house and everything. Um, and, you know, and, and I'm glad that we're getting like more um, same sex stories, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we should discount them to tell, to play other parts. You know, where we're doing that all the time anyway. So I was really happy about that, um, that we, that Jonathan Bennett is not being pigeonholed. That made me happy. And I think yeah. it's adorable.
0: No, I agree with that. Same with Luke McFarlane. Uh, yeah, that you know does its acting. They're playing roles. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. well, I feel like Luke McFarlane. We have like he's he's gone off and done other things to tell you know the stories. Yeah. But Jonathan Bennett's done it on Hallmark, mm-hmm. and so I'm that's worried true. that Hallmark would just stick him in the box and oh, you do the gay movies now. Um, without that's a good point. You
0: I know? was kind of surprised this wasn't a. Uh, a gay movie story when because he talked about it in uh at christmas con when we when we got to meet him and he was really excited about it and he just barely got married himself so i was kind of thinking oh well maybe uh this will be a a, a gay story but uh been I thought cute. They had great chemistry so it was it was fine
1: yeah, I I would have liked one of the other couples that they were competing against to have been a same-sex couple. Yeah, first. that would uh-huh. have been nice. I thought that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I yeah. know the wedding dress she has to wear is
0: was Oof, appropriately was... hideous it, it was... felt like a weird beat
2: to me like we went through all this madcap stuff and now we have to have a weird wedding like that felt like a weird beat to me but I agree like that was, was it? it was all terrible yeah.
0: I mean especially if you're giving this as a prize you would think you'd want it to be really nice and and uh so that it was kind of strange <laughs> strange surprise. we're gonna give you the ugliest wedding ever as your prize but uh nevertheless they confess and then they get married at the end and i've said for a long time that i think that hallmark whenever they have these fake weddings they should do a promotion where they have somebody actually get married in the fake wedding think yeah it it would be free because they already got it they got it set up and it could be (laughs) I don't know, it just seems like it would be a really great little like
2: thing they could do for their social media and uh and somebody would get a wedding and well hallmark i'm having a wedding in mexico in may if you <laughs> want to do a movie and then i'll have my wedding there too <laughs> come on over we'll have a wild time uh so anyway uh i will
0: give this one a four out of five uh what about you hannah
1: I also think I would land on a four out of five. Oh, okay.
0: And Katie?
2: Yeah, let's do it. Four all around. Okay, good. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to
0: take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon.
3: Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday
0: previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes?
3: If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round.
0: But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family.
3: Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year.
0: We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes
3: details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers.
0: So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it.
3: Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com
0: slash Hallmarkies. Then we had Fly Away With Me, and this is on the 24th, and it starred Natalie Hall, Peter Mooney. When Angie moves into her No Pets Allowed building, a parrot arrives unexpectedly. New neighbor Ted and the dog he's secretly sitting try to help her find the bird's
2: owner without being caught. So, (laughs) um, Katie, what did you think overall of this one? So I, this is another one that I missed, which is a oh, shame because okay. I, I really like Natalie Hall, um like, a lot. But um, <laughs> weird little thing about me. I tend to really hate movies about birds, um, unless you're, like, only murders in the building. I just think they're boring. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like, it's a, like, this seems like madcap like we're gonna find the bird's owner and then fall in love some way i'm like i don't know it looked a little bit funny to me so yeah. let's find out <laughs> so i i
0: do also love natalie hall she's a friend of the podcast actually listens so if you're listening Natalie, we love you um uh, and uh, i thought this peter mooney was charming i i don't know him well uh but i liked him and overall, I thought this felt a little bit sitcomy to me. It felt kind of like a plot for, uh, you know, a, a show like uh, like Friends or some, you know, some show like that where a bird yeah. flies into their apartment and then what do they do and whatever. Uh, so it felt a little stretched out, like kind of a 30-minute, a, a 25-minute plot stretched out to 80 minutes. Uh, but nevertheless, I still enjoyed it. I liked their uh, banter; I uh, thought was pretty good. Uh, they have this is another one where you have an epic near kiss interrupted by the phone. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the little search looking for Ruth and finding all the clues and playing bingo and kind of stuff around the way was fun. And the landlady was like appropriately villainous. <laughs> I thought Though, so.
1: Was... Uh, she is an HR nightmare. Probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> uh, but she was fun. He, she was fun. I thought. Uh, her boyfriend or whatever he was, Kyle, was pretty epic bad boyfriend. <laughs> I wouldn't even read her script. Um. But yeah. um. Uh, or am I getting my movies confused? I
2: was, no. gonna, I was no, like, no, wait, wait. No, that's it's that's the other evil, one. Sorry, it's other apartment
0: movie. movie. Oh. <laughs> that's my that's the other apartment. Now, but she did have a boyfriend, right?
1: I think. Yeah, no, she did, and he, <laughs> and he he wouldn't read something, or it it was the same situation. Okay, I'm not crazy then, because I have it on no. my notes. <laughs> no, no, he, it, it's it happens a lot. He wouldn't be supportive of her. I knew I knew yeah. that.
2: But... She's be evil for a reason. <laughs>
1: Uh, so
0: I overall still enjoyed it, even though I did think it was a little stretched out. Uh, so I'm going to give it uh 3.75. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think Hannah? So
1: I also love Natalie Hall. I also feel like the plot ended up being a little on the thin side I was really, really disappointed that she didn't already own the bird. <laughs> I know this is like a stupid thing to care about, but the whole premise of like keeping a pet in a no pet building, I kind of was like, I, I just didn't believe that she would adopt a bird afterwards. It just that just didn't seem reasonable because she's, you know, it's been so hard to get. An apartment for her mm-hmm. um, i think especially
0: it being such a fancy bird i think that yeah. that makes a little more sense why you would like try to find the owner or you know if it was just like a a robin or something you know so you probably yeah. just shoo it out but like well, a really like, fancy parrot so,
1: there are places to call uh, to like be like i found a bird help and mm-hmm. she doesn't do any of that um, and then the other part that i I, I did spend a lot of mental energy on, was the fa- this, this poor dog that lives in this apartment building that they're not allowed to be in. Yeah, it was such a cute dog. It was such a cute dog, but I kept thinking, like, oh, my God, what you have to sneak in and out multiple times. Because, like, not only do you have to, like, go places sometimes, but, like, how do you go for walks if you're not... Like, wasn't, I, the, know, wasn't the doorman in, in on all this? I mean, the doorman, I, I got the impression that the doorman consciously turned a blind eye and they knew that, but not in the, like, we're going to walk through the front door kind of Because
0: at the end, there's, like, literally everybody in the building is hiding a dog.
1: Yeah, but I felt like the two of them uh, didn't know that he was in on
2: it. Mm, it yeah, was,
1: like probably. Fine.
2: Do they also, all like emerge Ace Ventura style, like, like <laughs> pets coming out of every door? That would have uh-huh. been funny. But but also like I I do not
1: believe that you can't hear that many pets in a building. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> well, also movie- like I don't know what
1: city si- I can't remember what city this is supposed
0: to be in, but his apartment was really really huge because uh, they they're across from each other in the hallway, right? And, but yet, when they're on the balcony, they're also across from each other. So, that means his apartment had to swing all the way over and around.
1: <laughs> well, maybe they both, maybe they're, like, you You enter on the side, but then most of the apartment goes in the same direction. Yeah.
2: Like, I, they're, I, I like it's like a horseshoe or something, and they're on the end of the Uh-oh. hall, and... They yeah. each other who knows yeah yeah let's design <laughs> also, it. also the
1: other thing th- this is the thing that really bothers me in hallmark movies and they do it a lot which is a problem um but they they create you know you go through this narrative of these people who have an obstacle they go over their obstacle something happens everything looks like it's going to fall apart and then they come back together. And they're in love, and everything's fine. But they've never fixed the problem. So, what really like got to me at the end of this movie is that we have two homeless people who love each other. (laughs) Yeah, with love,
2: anything's possible. (laughs) Like, but neither of you have a place to live anymore.
0: (laughs) Well, and I also got annoyed when she overhears him talking to the landlady uh, woman. And she just, without even talking to him, she's just like, you're you're a terrible person.
1: Well, that, uh, that was that's to be
0: expected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what would you give it?
1: I think I would give it probably a 3.5. Okay, yeah.
0: All right, so we have Girlfriendship. Let's do this one really quick because we did do a whole mahogany on it. Um, but this is Tamara Maori, Housley, Lindy, Greenwood, Crystal, Joy, Brown, Brad James. Uh, and it's directed by Keisha Napoliam, who is married to Brad James. So that's kind of fun. Hmm. Um, and it's after a booking mix-up, Samara's birthday getaway turns into a week-long journey where three friends rediscover their passions, their purpose, and romance. So this movie I I thought was... Uh, it was pretty good. I I uh, I feel like it's not as good as Unthinkably Good Things, the first one. Um, but uh, I really liked all of the leads. And, um, and, you know, it's a beautiful place. And Brad James is pretty dreamy. Mm-hmm. Overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Maybe it was a little bit, I felt a little bit samey as mm-hmm. Unthinkably Good Things. But that one was a little bit better. So hurt and ring, but I still enjoyed it. I don't know. Uh, What do you think, Hannah?
1: I think that's, and that I agree with that, where it it was a little bit like just, you know, the Southern version of Unthinkably Good Things. (laughs) Um, Also, the other thing is like, I mean, this is my own personal, you know, interests and whatever, Uh, but... Of all the stories, I was kind of like, I don't... I, I know what's going to happen to Tamara. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but I bet you didn't think she was going to invent mahogany. <laughs> I did not know that. I did not see that coming. Um, but, you know, like, I was really interested. Like, I would have liked to get more into the, like hairdresser who's gonna adopt a child or or foster a child like that's really interesting or like the the other woman who like might go back to her lucrative career and maybe not be a housewife anymore and like actually do what she wants to do like those were actually the more interesting stories and i felt like they were clearly supposed to be secondary and they were the ones i wanted to follow more
0: yeah, I think I, I can see that. Plus, the fact he was trying to keep his daughter away from going to college just seemed like a stretch to me. Yeah. Yeah, that was. What do you I think, mean, Katie?
2: Um, I uh, agree with all points so far. I really, I enjoyed this movie a lot because I think it's, um, it's we don't, we haven't seen a movie quite like this on Hallmark Channel because this one was on Hallmark Channel as opposed to Movies and Mysteries, which I don't, yeah. I think Unthinkably Good Things was on Movies and Mysteries, um, right? Well, it was dual-aired, because it was the first one. It was aired on both. But yeah,
0: that's why it wasn't an official Mahogany movie, is Ah. because they, I guess, wanted it on Hallmark Channel, and I guess those are on Movies Mysteries. I don't understand why, but anyway.
2: But I I liked the idea of, like, I'm super hippy-dippy, so I really liked this idea of, like, a a spiritual retreat, and they're finding themselves, and I I thought that was something kind of cute and sweet and touching, and um, but I agree with Hannah, like, the ending of the movie really aired towards the the Tamara Maori like love story, and then I thought it was out of character that like he was not wanting his daughter to succeed and go out in the world to be an artist, especially with a freaking full ride. That bugged me. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but I'd love to see more movies like this. Um, I think it, they used the time relatively well, um, which. Uh-huh. Sometimes when we talk about pacing, like, sometimes we're talking about, like, the the plots being thin or too much being packed in. I felt like this used its time pretty well. Just wanted to mm-hmm. learn more about the other two ladies. That's all. And also, can we have one of these movies where Crystal
0: Joy Brown gets to sing, please? Mm. <laughs> She's been in a bunch now for a lifetime. Yeah. And, uh. I She's like, you don't pay either. me enough. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so I'd give this one a
1: 3.25. I'd say a 3.5. Yeah, I think I'd land on a 3.5 for this one.
0: Okay, good. Alright, so then we have Pumpkin Everything. This is on the 8th Hallmark Channel. Corey Sevier, Taylor Cole, director Jeff Beasley. It's based on a book. And it's Amy, an up-and-coming novelist, returns to her hometown to look after her stubborn grandfather, Tom, and his pumpkin-themed store while confronting an old flame from her past. Uh, So... This one for me, I actually really enjoyed it. This felt very old school Hallmark to me. And sometimes I like old school Hallmark. And it's interesting because I said the same thing about Taylor Cole's movie, Christmas movie last year. The like Make Mary Bright or or whatever. Oh, yeah, um, that amazing. one also felt very old school Hallmark to me. And I enjoyed it. Um, so that I liked. I think that the, the grandpa, Michael Irons- Ironside, was a lot. He was very very difficult especially given the fact that he literally crashed into a window of a store people could have died um so that was a lot but i i always say i feel like there's a certain age where you make a choice whether you're going to be a curmudgeon or you're going to be sweet and cuddly and some of my some of the old people in my life have made both choices so i know i i this did feel pretty realistic actually to me of like the way that some my particularly one of my grandfathers was he took the curmudgeon choice hardcore um and so <laughs> i think but it there's maybe a bit too much of them i think they could have toned toned that down a little bit but i love Corey Sevier in this i thought he was so dreamy so spoon worthy i loved the ending kiss it was like i was joking with friends i was like they, they kiss like grown-ups in this movie, and I appreciate that <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's basically all I have to say but I enjoyed
1: it. <laughs> I don't know what what do you think, Hannah? so i I see what you're what you mean when you say old school hallmark because um, I didn't love it, and I think most of the reason I didn't love it, or actually it's twofold. First, I didn't see them fall in love. I saw them become really good, like, best friends again. I, like, missed the jump to romance bit. I don't but know. I think that he did the, like, lingering look really well, which I'm
0: a big fan of. You know, in, like, Austin movies, you'll have these these guys just staring at, them, staring at the girls from across the room. And in real life, it would be very creepy, but... But in movies, it's very swoon worthy to me. And I felt like Corey did that very well. Like the looking across the room at her. And
1: and I thought, you know, like when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is clearly a character who as a teenager had a crush on this girl and never told Mm her. and She had no idea. And I didn't get any inkling in this movie where she got an idea and reciprocated. Like Mm -hmm. that's where I, I missed it. Or it wasn't there. I'm not sure. Um, The other thing that is, you know, it's through no fault of this movie, really. It's purely, you know, hits that part of my, you know, brain life thing where her relationship with her grandfather made me incredibly uncomfortable. And I think it's because it reminded me a little bit too much of my relationship with my grandfather. And you know when mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't end well <laughs> um so like I was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god a lot of the movie just because I was like I, I understand the not being supported by somebody who should support you and all of that so yeah. that part it it like hit a little close to home there
0: yeah I can understand that my curmudgeon grandpa was was a lot he was very difficult uh, but, um, so yeah, I can, I can understand
2: what you're saying. Uh, what do you think, Katie? Uh, another one that I missed, I'm sad I missed so much this time. I missed, um, this one in the later autumn in the city as well. Um, but the rest oh, okay. I did see, but, um, which is sad cause you know, I love Taylor Cole and I am a pumpkin. I have pumpkin everything. Um, so, oh, yeah. uh, you should own the I store. Just, I should own the <laughs> store, sell it to me for $0 um uh yeah so I'm, I'm i feel like based on the tweets that i saw that i was like it's okay if i skip it but now hearing you guys talk maybe i'll have to take a look especially if this kiss was great because if it was a great kiss taylor cole and fall movies i guess sent tend to do amazing kisses so uh i'm gonna ask hannah how would you rate this kiss it's not a ten. I, okay.
1: I will tell you that. It wasn't a ten. I think it's on the higher end. Okay. I think it like it might be like an eight point five, but it Very wasn't nice. ten. I know what you're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think what a ten is, but
0: it was pretty it was I'm, it was pretty high. I mean, around them. It was a rotating shot. And it lasted for. It wasn't just like a peck on the
1: list like we used yeah, to Yeah, no, see. I, I think your description of the, like a, a, an adult human kiss, yeah, actually works. Like it, it was like two people who had actually, you know, participated in a kiss before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ew. yeah, so
0: I would give this one. Did I already give my score? No, I don't think I did. Um, so I would give this one a. Four point two five. I mm-hmm. I enjoyed it.
1: Uh, what about you, Hannah? Um, you know, I again because I had my own mm-hmm. issues. I think I, I have to give it a three. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, like I, I don't want to say that I feel like other people giving this a higher score makes a lot of sense at the same time. <laughs> yeah
0: all right so then we had mid-love crisis and this a movie some mysteries and it's terry hatcher james tupper director terry ingram writer joa boken and uh, it's follows a single mom approaching her 50th birthday who realizes she's in a midlife crisis uh so this movie i really enjoyed it i thought that uh, that both Terry and James were great. They had good chemistry. Uh, I, I liked the whole relationship between uh, her and her daughter. And then her daughter uh, is considering proposing. And I've said for a long time that there is a case to be made for getting married younger, uh, that you grow together. And like somebody like me, if I get married now, It actually will be harder in a way because I have lived my life single for a long time and I'm used to living a certain way. And so now living with another person could be challenging. So Mm -hmm. there's pluses and minuses to every age to get married. Uh, And uh, so I I think it was fine for her daughter if she feels like she's there and she's ready. Um, You know, I say go for it. Um, so that whole plot line I thought was, was well done. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I enjoyed this movie. I thought the, the, we got another kiss in the rain. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe because I'm almost 42, so I feel like this is, uh, I feel like my mid-love crisis is, uh, is coming soon. Uh, but. oh <laughs> <Aww>, no. <laughs> it's still got kind of a ways to go. Don't worry about it. Um, so i i liked it i thought it was a very enjoyable sweet movie um what'd you think hannah
1: i really love that it was a love story about the quote-unquote older crowd even though they're not really that old Mm -hmm. um but like like that i think was great that you know, I mean, they, but it's really
0: true. I mean, I can't think of anybody else on te- uh, television or streaming that's making movies
1: about fifty-year-old women right now. Yeah, mm. like that was really the that, lead. That was, that was. There were a few things that like I really loved. So I loved that, and I also loved there was a part at the end when she refers to her daughter and her daughter's fiance as her daughters,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: nobody questioned it, and I just like that made me so happy that that was not the issue of this movie. So like I all of that I loved. Yeah. Um I didn't need her ex-husband story mm-hmm. at all. I he, I he creeped me out and I didn't like it <laughs> and I didn't want him there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that. He was a little He was a little uh a little clingy.
1: Yeah, but, like, also, like, he left her, and then to, for him to be like, but maybe we should get back together. I was like, yeah. go away.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't like you. Um, I can see that. And I also, like, I'm, I think Katie had said this on Twitter of, like, the, because she ruins the engagement. Yeah. Uh, and that was like, it just like, I, I don't, that, that's like a earth swallow me whole. I can yeah. never face make it again, kind of situation, scenario. Um, but Katie and I have also talked a lot about how we don't like public proposals. So I, that, I did think the proposal was super cute uh-huh. when it actually happened. Cause it was exactly what I wanted. Cause I had said earlier that I wanted a sense eight proposal and that's what i got
2: (laughs) did you see this katie i did um i liked it i thought it was cute i agree with Mm -hmm. all points it's i mean terry hatcher is always fun to see on tv she's great i i thought i thought they dealt with the whole like um it's you from my past pretty well um i also really loved the small little easter egg where they were obviously in a new house that had been built, but she was meant to have lived there in her childhood. So she's like, Oh yeah, we renovated. So I feel like the attention to detail was actually pretty great. Yeah. Um. And I, and I really did enjoy the love story between her daughter and her fiance, her ultimately fiance. And I agree with Hannah. I like that. There was just no question about like, whether or not these two should be together it was and terry hatcher's journey of i'm projecting my issues on marrying young onto you i just want you to be happy um and let's have a uh therapeutic moment all (laughs) together after my my meltdown um I, i i did i thought it was cute the only my only issue with with it was i felt like the first, like, act and a half was just, okay, so here are my plans for the proposal. I want to be – a. I-, I felt like we had the same conversation, like, eight different ways mm-hmm. until we got to the movie, you know, to the rest of the movie. It just felt like a little bit one note for a good long time, even though I ultimately liked it.
0: Yeah, I can all that. I mean, I've been a big fan of James Tupper ever since Men in Trees, which was so good. Uh, Cancelled too soon. I loved that show, R.I.P. Ann Uh, But uh, he was very dreamy in that show, and uh, I think he was good here. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, yeah, I would give this one a four point five. I I really enjoyed it. Um, nice. Uh,
2: what about you, Katie? I'm going to say 3.75. Mm-hmm. Hannah? Uh,
1: I guess I'm in between you. I think I'd go four. Okay. We'd like
2: to take
0: a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkie Merch Store.
3: Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life?
0: What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party?
3: Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkie's Merch Store.
0: Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller or see the link in the description.
3: That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies.
0: have Autumn in the City, and this was on the 15th, uh, and it stars Amy Teagarden, Evan Roderick, Laura Soltis, uh, director Michael Robinson, and writers Joey Elkins and Blake Silver. And it's Piper moves to New York for a fresh start. There she meets Austin, an aspiring writer. The magic of the autumn season brings them closer together. They team up on a children's book project during which they come to a great realization. And I have to say, so I watched this while visiting New York. And I think that that is like the peak way to watch this movie, even more than being uh, like with you hannah living in new york i because you know all the reasons that this is wrong like i feel like visiting (laughs) and watching it in new york is like ideal
1: probably because oh did i have like wait why would you do such a thing that doesn't make any sense yeah yeah. i mean there was a definitely a little contingent of like we either live or have lived in new york twitter like losing their minds over like it's is that a brownstone fun. or of an apartment
2: building? it doesn't make any sense. I would to have missed this one for that for those little arguments and like and I really miss I really miss not being in New York in fall, so I think it would have just made me angry and sad so okay in missing it yeah, and the um, the
0: leaves in New York City are
2: not as pretty
0: as the, the plastic leaves that they had
1: oh well also i mean they they clearly did film a few things in New York City because like they they were in washington and square i park I did appreciate first. that yeah like you i know. i did, i was like that no, that is a hundred percent Washington square park, um you know she's having a good time, which is great all i can think could think was that you know. I used to eat lunch out there when I was in college, and mm-hmm. uh, the squirrels are not afraid of humans and will take food from your hands. Sure will, um, even when you do not offer it. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> she is she is taking her life in her hands over there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but. I-
0: I really enjoyed this. Like I said, I was in the perfect spot, perfect mood for it. I think this is the most winning Amy Teagarden has been and in a Hallmark movie because I feel like I've had a hard time as a viewer accepting her as a romantic lead because I'm just so tied to Julie from Friday Night Lights. And, and that's not fair to her and I understand that. But she just feels young to me. And this was the first time that I felt like she was cast accurately in a homeless movie. She felt young to me. uh, Whereas like last year, um, you know, where she was supposed to be opposite Andrew Walker, she didn't feel, I mean, she felt too young for the part and she's probably, I think she's 30. So she's not, but it's just, again, my issues, but also she just has a young face. And I feel like her, you know, starting out in the city, being this young uh kind of naive uh, person I felt like this was the first time that her image fit, fit the character perfect in my opinion um I thought that they had really nice chemistry uh I thought that Laura Solstice was fun she's always good as kind of kind of the bad woman of business sort of types like whether it's romance and style you know being the, mm-hmm. the the witch kind of character and she was like his difficult mother and she's she's just i think really fun actress brings a lot to her parts and i don't know i just enjoyed it i thought it was sweet fun i like their chemistry the banter there were like some good laughs i thought for a hallmark movie like when she auditions by mistake for the uh What was it called? The Hostess with the Mostess or something?
1: Hostess the Musical. Hostess the Musical. Uh, I had lots of questions about that. That was funny. (laughs) That made me
0: laugh. Uh, She thinks it's an interview.
1: (laughs) I thought it was funny.
0: Um, The whole thing with her, like, the whole thing career wise with her illustrating and didn't really make sense. Uh, My sister has done picture books. you you would need to do like lots. You can't just. It's a hard career to you. You would need to be doing like many books, especially to afford that apartment.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that's the the part. Th- this always happens to me for movie set in New York. It doesn't like you know. I get. I'm I'm a little too tuned in to things like how much her apartment would cost her. <laughs> yeah, it would be and like what five thousand dollars a month or something like I, that. I, it is very, very possible it is that yeah. high. I, I don't think it's possible to be under three thousand. Yeah, yeah, I um, mean, I figure he, he, that he's getting some kind of help, so I was fine with like his side of things. Yeah, it, it was hers that I actually had a bigger problem yeah. with.
2: Um, it's a movie,
1: right? I mean, of course, but you know there those kinds of things are like i really i did lose my mind a little bit when no. she left central park to go to like all the way downtown for juice that i
2: some I good juice man. Get
1: past um, <laughs> yeah, especially when you can just get it delivered in new york right, right. So, we were like a great right. um You know, like, things like that, like, do take me out of things a little bit when they're set in New York.
0: Like Um, I said, I think
1: that me
0: being visiting in New York is, like, the perfect spot, like, because I agree, if I was living in
1: New York, I would be like, oh, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. But, like... I mean, I was was trying to put that to the side, but I think it's really interesting that you found her to be age-appropriate, because she reads so old to me granted I didn't watch Friday Night Lights and I so like that's I that's interesting because that. to me she just has such a young face she looks young to me and that's it's, interesting which is so interesting because she reads like I, I think she she read young next to somebody like Andrew Walker but next to Evan Roderick I felt like she read so much older than he is oh, interesting. Um, there there's something like a six or seven year age gap between the two and he he is younger but mm-hmm. um like i was like oh my god you're i don't believe you're in the same spot in life right now <laughs> um and i don't i don't know it's just like yeah it, there's uh, six
0: years you're right six years difference yeah. between them yeah
1: um, uh but it's but it's so interesting that like without i guess without the friday night lights in my head she she ages up <laughs> yeah. or, i mean i don't think she ages up i think she she aged into the age that she uh, is yeah, um. and was, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh and uh, yeah this is my favorite uh, role from her for hallmark that i've okay. seen uh i mean i i liked the um the one where she needs a kidney
1: yeah, but, I think that's my favorite one of hers. But again, I
0: I, I I felt like I felt like she seemed too young for that. One.
1: So that's I
0: because she not only was a teenager on Friday night, Lights, like she was a like very difficult teenager. She was like yeah. the, your iconic teenager. I mean, that's a great show if you ever want to binge a show. Uh, it is I have
1: heard and I
0: just, it's extremely well made and well acted and has Kyle Chandler who I'm in love with. So (laughs) um, but yeah, this had enough like genuine laughs. Like I thought that whole Hostess the musical was really funny and uh, so some of the like, some of the I thought the script, I wrote down, I liked the script. Like things like when she gives like a full on Bridgerton reference, which is like, I feel like that's happened too much in Hallmark lately. Like why?
1: We've gotten a lot of Bridgerton references. Like, well, I think it's because they want they want the Bridgerton
2: audience to be like, we're
1: hip, we're here,
2: yeah. Um, and where but... is our Bridgerton Hallmark movie? Like, they, ha- well, I'm down for a period piece. Like, yeah, let's I mean, do it. <laughs> I
1: guess
0: we're getting one in the 50s this Christmas, but okay. it right. yeah, was spectacular. So, I I will give this one. Because I liked Laura Solstice. I really liked the two of them. I thought they had good chemistry. I liked the fact that it was actually shot in at least parts in New York. As opposed to like the Yosemite movie or something like that. (laughs) Uh And uh, so I'm going to give this a 4.5. I
1: I had a good time with it.
0: Uh, What about you, Hannah? What do you
1: think? I think I'm going to give it a 3.5. But, you know, if you're not looking for the... Imperfections, (laughs) Imperfections, <laughs> yeah. or if you're not sitting here and being like, "You can't pay this rent. I know you can't."
0: I guess you got a really good sublet. Person <laughs> was desperate.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, like, it, 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 like amazing.
0: Okay, last one. Sorry, this has been so long. So, the last one is "Perfect Harmony." and this is on was on the 16th hallmark movies and mysteries james denton shepherd denton and sherry schwamm uh and this is directed by stefan Skyini and written by alicia lomas gross who is a patron of Hallmark's podcast so good friend of the podcast very nice yes her first script we're so excited for her uh, we, we did a whole interview with her, and we got to interview James, so that was super fun. And it's, pop singer Jack and Professor Bar- Barrett must put aside their differences when their best friends get married. But working together as best man and maid of honor will lead to a duet of a lifetime. And so i really, I have to admit, just stating my biases out front, with all this connection, interviewing James and knowing Alicia I really 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 wanted to like this movie. I mean, I feel like I I try to give every movie a, a good shot, but I I was probably a little biased going into watching this movie. Um just as a critic. <laughs> but um I really enjoyed it. I thought it was sweet. I enjoyed uh James and Sh- Shepard. Uh, I thought their dynamic as Father and son in the movie was well done. You have James as this widower uh, that he did this tour after his wife died and he wasn't really into it. Uh, and she, uh, uh, Sherry, went to one of his performances and she was like, wow, he's really lazy as a singer. So she was very critical of him. Um, but then they get put into the uh, put into working on this thing on the song for their friends that are getting married. And it was kind of fun that they had in real life couple, Peter and Julia Benson. Uh, that was fun. I thought. And uh, so then they have to work and they go back and forth and she's kind of the snobby poetry, uh, professor. And you know, he's the, the more cool, you know, celebrity or whatever. Um, but I thought it had some nice heart. There was some good dynamics. I thought the music was pretty good, uh, throughout, I mean, you can tell, like James, when we were interviewing, was saying like they had to work to to make his singing sound great, <laughs> and I was like, I can feel that, uh, but it was serviceable. Uh, and I, I, I think the chemistry wasn't amazing between the two of them, but it was serviceable. It worked enough for me, and I thought they were both cute, uh, so I liked it. I thought it had a heart to it. So, uh, Hannah, what'd you think?
1: I think you should start with Katie actually. (laughs) Okay.
2: Katie. So Katie, what did you think? So there were some things I thought were really cute. Like I agree. Uh I liked the dynamic between the father and son. I really liked the, the, something we don't see often is they went back and like in the past in like the brain, like, Oh, that's how you saw this part of the story. Mm -hmm. This is how I saw. I thought that was kind of a cute little device. Um, but mostly, I'm sad to say that I didn't enjoy it, and there was a couple reasons why, and one of the reasons was I felt really bad for um for her all the music that they gave her to sing was just not in the right key, and I felt like mm-hmm. that was a disservice to her as a singer and an artist i it didn't um, it made me mad that she stole his notebook like and I almost couldn't get back into the movie after this because the whole thing is like he has a song that uh, she thinks is beautiful. Um, I'll put a pin in that for a second because I did like the the behind the scenes um, reason of his ooey song. I thought that was really mm-hmm. sweet. Um, but I hate the fact that she steals his notebook, doesn't say anything, goes and alters his work and says, here, I fixed it. And he w- and I just felt like, how dare you? You took my journal, you took my artistic property, and you changed it, and I'm supposed to be on board now. And even though it like ended up being great, I feel like that's a conversation that you have, especially if you are a poetry professor, you should mm-hmm. know better. And that made me so... like. I mean, I'm a, I'm a writer on the side, and if someone had done that to me... I don't know if I'd be able to talk to them for like a long time. (laughs) Um I can, see then, that. I can see but that. But then they sing the song and they never wrote the song. Like they all of a sudden there's a melody and I'm just like how did they find it? Where did this melody come from? Why? <laughs> and then they kiss during someone's wedding and I just hate this idea of someone's the most important day of someone's life they're spending it matchmaking their friends and I just don't buy it. I'm not going to do that at my wedding. Um <laughs> so like today's day is supposed to be about the couple and maybe that's where I'm coming from but yeah, at it least- it's that would have been that,
0: that usually annoys me too. It would have annoyed me more if if they weren't so invested and in the fact that they literally wrote the friends vows and I so I felt like they
2: were, had full consent from the couple to do this. I also am a strong proponent of let's cancel that. I can't write my vows. What should I say? Trope. Like I I don't. (laughs) And and because I think if it doesn't come from the person – on the day, I don't just care. Just do if you traditional
0: wrote it. vows. If if you're not feeling it, the the writing, the there's no reason why you have to write. You could just do the, you know, to have and to old, to you know, to love and to cheers. You could,
2: or you could just do what Mays did in in Lucifer and just say, "I freaking love you," and that's <laughs> enough for me. If that's what's oh, in God. your heart on the day, that's what I need. And I feel like the inauthenticity of like, help me with the words because you're good at them. Well, I didn't marry a poet. You know, that's not who I married. I don't need it to be beautiful. I need it to be you. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's I where I stand Hannah. with that. Oh, did you see it, Hannah? Yep, I did. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I, I wanted Katie to go first because she had sent me a text after the end of the, the movie. And I felt like she had more feelings just in general. <laughs> totally.
2: Um, <laughs> Sorry.
1: I had <have> it <laughs> Um. I, I was sort of middle of the road on this movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. That you know, I I'm not exactly you know. There are like the plot points where you know like that upsets me or that I love kind of deal. I I just it felt a little like okay, I I know how this works. There wasn't a huge surprise in it for yeah. me.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, but i will say i did spend a very long time just looking at sherry som's hair because i loved it so much (laughs) yeah
2: she was she looked beautiful in this movie (laughs) Uh and i did like the the relationship between her and his son i thought that Mm -hmm. was like like the fact that they talked about their conflict and it was resolved rather quickly i thought good this is why we talk about things well done Um, (laughs) yeah and i'd say i think it's only Shepard's second role in a movie so i
1: thought he did pretty good very cool yeah Mm -hmm. no i I think i think he you know played the part and did what he was supposed to do and it is just now occurring to me i was like he looks like some like he's getting to a point where he's taking over like somebody else who doesn't do this anymore. And I was trying to figure out who it was. I think he's turning into a Haley Joel Asmet type.
2: Um,
3: oh, I can see that,
1: but his voice <laughs> sounds just like his dad's, which was kind of interesting to me. It does. And <laughs> you know, I mean, there was a, just a lot of, a lot of family in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So there we go. I would give this one a four me. I give it a four out of five, but like I said, I own my biases and I had some going into this. So, uh, what about you, Hannah?
1: I think I'm going to land on a three for this one, you know, pretty middle of the road, Mm -hmm. like no, no real, you know, love it or hate it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Feelings. I'd have to say a 3 2. I think that my my anger with the poetry stealing or the whatever is just purely uh my own issue with artistry <laughs> and yeah. how vulnerable it is. <laughs> I will understand that. And yeah, people should watch it if it, you know, it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cute. So, 3. Yeah.
0: I mean, I also it's not my but I did kind of laugh that you think that these uh Po- poetry professors would be a little more sympathetic of a struggling kind of musician or whatever musician,
2: yeah.
0: uh, not be these ultra snobs. They they kind of made me laugh. <laughs> they were very snobby,
2: very uh, but, snobby.
0: Uh, anyway, so let us know if you're listening what you think of these movies. We talked about a lot, uh so we'd love to hear your rankings. Uh, and uh, that's it. We did it. We finished Hallmark 2022 pre-Christmas. Yes. Can you believe it? Christmas oh. is like tomorrow.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Well, why don't you tell the audience where they can find your podcast and what kind of coverage you're going to be doing this Christmas season.
1: Sure. So uh, we are One Kiss Means Forever. Uh, we're on all all the pod-catching devices of... <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. Even, I don't know where people get podcasts anymore because there's like just wherever you get it is yeah. where you can find it. Misheard
2: um, on the wind, <laughs> like Spotify, Apple, right.
1: Good Pods, all that fun stuff. But but there's so many that like the likelihood that you use a weird one that we don't mention is also high. <laughs> yeah. So you know, whatever, whichever one you use, it it should be there. Um, and we tweet as many of the the live premieres as we can east coast time um you, we are one kiss means forever where the 1 and the 4 are numerals on twitter um and and we we live tweet so much Often. so much yeah yeah um we'll be trying to get to most of the christmas premieres we are just not making a promise to get to every single one because we don't want to kill ourselves.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I am. I am living in a new place and all of my parents are coming here to visit me. Um, while my in-laws love Hallmark, including my Upper Peninsula gruff father-in-law, which is super adorable. Uh, we'll be watching as much as we can. Um, but I also have to entertain, I guess. So I'll do my best. <laughs>
0: Well, we'll put all the information in the description because y'all definitely want to be following uh, them on Twitter and and on uh, the, the podcast. Uh, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following our podcast at Hallmarky's Pod and Hallmarky's Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews for both of our podcasts we would yeah. sure appreciate it helps people to find when they're looking for christmas content and uh, so if you put in those five-star reviews it really helps us out and uh, if you are listening on youtube please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we appreciate that so much we also have the patron group uh, which we're gonna have a ton of fun content on there including our uh Our next patron watch along, which we were doing with writer Shannon Latimer for Ghosts of Christmas Past, which was one of our favorites of last year on Lifetime. So we're going to be watching that. So if you want to participate in the watch alongs and all the other stuff that we have, we have the Patreon. Please take a look at that. We also have our merch store, which has tons of fun new Best of designs for this holiday season. So please take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, ladies. Really appreciate it. This was a Thank lot of fun. And, for uh, yeah. and we'll Always talk to y'all later. Merry Christmas! Bye. Merry Bye. Christmas. <laughs>